0: Welcome back to The Statement Show. I'm Zag Chahey, and I just wanted to give you a few links before the show gets started with Caden Cross. Go to our website, thestatementshow.com, where you can find all the links for everything I'm about to tell you, by the way. thestatementshow at gmail.com if you want to email us and tell us if you like the show or if you know somebody who might want to be a guest. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook at The Statement Show. Subscribe to us on iTunes, The Statement. On Twitter, you can follow us and Terry... He's pretty diligent with that account. So if you want to contact him, that's a good way also. And you can find us there at Statement Show, Instagram at Statement Show, YouTube, The Statement Show, and Stitcher, The Statement. Now on with the show with Caden Cross.
1: Hi, guys. This is Caden Cross, and you're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry.
2: From the Night Shift Cruise Studios in the D.C. metro area. This is The Statement Show. The lights are on.
1: This is Zachy Joy, and you are listening to the hottest podcast around, The Statement Show, with Terry James and Zach Dakey. Hey guys. This is Bri Olson. You're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. Hi guys, this is Barney Rotten, and you're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. Hi, this is Chloe Moore, and you're listening to The Statement Show with Zachary and Terry. What's up guys? This is Jesse Gain and you're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry.
2: Welcome back to the statement show. I'm Terry James. And I'm Zach Chahey, and we are the podcast that fits a no category. Joining us tonight, fresh off her 2019 AVN Award for Director of the Year. Please welcome the lovely and talented Caden Cross. Caden, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you guys?
2: Good. So far, so good. How's the weather out there? Where are you you out in California, right?
1: Yeah, I'm in, I'm in kind of northern Los Angeles.
2: Northern Los Angeles. Perfect out. Uh, yeah, we finally had a decent day here. We're we're in the D.C. area, so we don't get beautiful days every single day like you guys do out there. So. Oh, yeah.
1: You guys had a tough winter, huh?
2: <laughs> we degrees. did. Yeah, I think today
0: it finally hit 70 degrees, but tomorrow it's back into the 40s and 50s.
1: Oh, wow. It, I don't think ridiculous. I've ever had that fluctuation.
2: Yeah, I know. Rub that in our face. I know, right?
1: You, <laughs> and you
2: grew up out in California, though, right? I did. I did, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, we've been around here forever, and it stinks. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs>
2: but I bet traffic is just as bad.
1: Traffic is, is absolutely a nightmare out here.
2: Yeah, it's pretty terrible here. Wow, Terry, as well, weather
0: and traffic.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We got Katie
0: Cross on. We're talking about
2: weather and traffic. So right. I tell, hope
1: it's interesting.
2: So, so what was this? So, so tell us what, what was it like? I mean, you, you, this is so incredible for you. I mean, it had to be magical actually. I mean, to be able to get the, the award for director of the year, what was that like?
1: It was, uh, God, it, it happened so quickly and it was such a sort of surreal moment that I, 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 very frequently will kind of forget it happened almost like it happened in a dream, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But, going up to the stage was Dreamlike, the speech. I mean, I'm I'm glad I got it out. I don't remember actually getting it out. Um, It it was overwhelming. It was just, it was a lot. And, you know, of course, what what got me up there was the year that led up to it. And I knew that there was a very uh, tough race for that award that year. So um to I mean, to have just this nonstop year culminating in this dreamlike the <laughs> real win was uh it was it was overwhelming for sure and absolutely amazing.
0: How many other people did you have going up against you?
1: Um, I mean, pretty much every director in the industry, but th- there were some really, really tough contenders because, I mean, it, adults really kind of stepped out of its its little trench that it was in for the longest time and there's a lot of innovative directors and a lot of very motivated and ambitious and driven directors um, so yeah I feel like the race is tougher than it's than it's been in past years
2: and how long have you actually been directing I mean obviously we know you were acting for quite some time but how long have you actually been directing now
1: really not very long um, it was it was two thousand 14 when I did my first movie that was, you know, kind of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, technically my, my husband, Manuel, his name's on it too, but it was basically, he came home one day and he said, please do my movie this month. I need a break. And so I did it. And that was Misha cross wide open, which, uh, we won best non-feature together for that movie at Mm Expos, And, you know, after that, I kind of directed where, where I could, you know, no one really wanted to give me a shot because it's a lot of money and someone can screw up a project pretty badly if they don't know what they're doing. So, you know, I, I, I ended up really kind of having the success I did because I bet on myself with trench coats. Mm-hmm. um, you know it was my company i was it was my money to spend if i screwed up it was it was my my problem and i learned a lot quickly so i i would say regularly directing um only a couple years
2: What really made you like want to become a film director? Obviously, I mean, I'm sure I will will put it like this. I mean, I can just tell when I, uh, you know, obviously been following you on Twitter and and seeing some things. And it it, it feels like you just put a lot of passion into your movies. I was actually uh, looking at one of your uh, Twitter pics there and you had um, it would look like a a picture of you. You were on the set and you were actually laying down on the bench. And it was basically saying that, (laughs) yeah, I love it. (laughs) I love that pick. I love that pick. And it looked like, I think you had like a caption on there of like, obviously we know how to lay on a bench. (laughs) But the, the thing for me was, I can remember the old, you know, the old school. The, the cheesy, you know, the mailman coming in going, I have an extra large package for you, right? I bet you do, <laughs> you know, but you, you do. So you, you take, it looks like to a, a whole other level is, is, is that what made you kind of want to get into the directing part? Because I mean, were you getting a little bored of the old, you know, the old style and kind of want to put your stamp on it?
1: You know, honestly, um, and directing the, the the whole movie thing was, was not uh originally my passion. My passion was writing mm-hmm. and has been this whole time. I, I mean I've I've been very lucky to have the career I've had an adult and I've had a lot of fun. But throughout all of that, um, you know, I've been publishing pieces with various you know news outlets and whatever along the way i've uh, i've written and discarded now three books um i've been attending a lot of writing classes i mean flying around the world to try to study with people i look up to so so writing for me was what i cared about it's still what i care about and um i feel like at one point it doesn't matter what the medium is um like for for me if i read a cormac McCarthy novel. Every sentence to me is a, is a shot in an edit. It's it's a, it's a piece. Um, I, I can see it unfold like a movie. And so when Manuel gave me his project, I basically just took some of my favorite pieces of Samane Nin stories and just kind of put them together in the visual flashes that I, I see when I read the story. Um, and so when I'm writing for adult now, it, it's more that I'm again like the the story begins to transcend the medium because at, at some point you're so detailed that it doesn't matter if it's a visual medium or, or a sentence or whatever you're always going to hit the same details and those details um are what make the story and it's you know luckily something that i naturally i'm very detail oriented so sure. it just it's a good fit
2: now that you've now that you've got this whole uh, award thing happening for you, do you have a set? Like, is there anyone that you're looking forward to direct that maybe you just haven't had the opportunity to direct at this point?
1: You know, I have been so lucky. I I'm this past year have directed the biggest names in the industry. I mean, mm-hmm. all, all the people that really inspire me have been able to direct. I was so lucky to direct Tori black. Cause I, I swear she's, it's <laughs> just a powerhouse. Like that, that woman, yeah, it, it, she's got this. She understands sexuality. You know, some, some women—they're they're great at getting right up against it and mimicking it. Um, Tori Black is the real deal, and yeah, right. so direct her. I mean, After Dark, honestly, right, that was that was her. That was that was me just writing to what I know of Tori Black, and then Tori Black being that that powerhouse that she is um and uh, i feel the same way about angela white i really enjoy directing angela white um she's she's one who, who's very fearless about just throwing herself into very kind of risky emotional situations and, and i love that because she's willing to, to take that risk and i want to play with that mm-hmm. um and my other favorite is Janice Griffith. I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with Janice Griffith for the same reason I'm obsessed with Tori Black. There's sure. She, she truly understands sexuality, and hers is very, 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 very controlling, and it is so much fun to play with because she's a monster, mm-hmm. but in the best sense of the word. Like That, that woman is just dangerous because she's, she's so, so, so smart about her sexuality. Um, I... I I, there's I have directed so many girls this past year. Um, I don't even know if there are are big names that I haven't had a chance to direct. Uh, you know I was lucky getting on getting under Greg Lansky's umbrella because you know he's got all those all those performers there.
2: So do you like with the directing aspect of it all, do you do you like the directing versus the acting part of it all or do you do you kind of like the or is it a mixed bag at this point?
1: in terms of me personally being on right, camera. Right,
2: personally, right, camera, right.
1: I, at this point, I, I prefer directing. Um, I find performing to be way
2: easier. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> um, bet. I bet.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, I didn't realize how, how easy I had it back when I was, you know, like a contract girl working two days a month. <laughs> <laughs> days a month it? Like It was easy, but like, I didn't realize how easy. Um, I, I enjoy performing, but for me, performing is a break. You know, I don't have to think about it. I can show up, I can do what I do to the best ability I can do it. But you know, there's, there's not really much, Prior to you know, you, you get a manicure and you shave your legs, and <laughs> you try not to, to eat junk food the day before. Like there's,
2: <laughs> and the now you don't even have to thing, shave then, your legs.
1: Yeah, now I don't have to <laughs> shave my legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trust me. thing, thing it's, it's so much work because it doesn't stop, and that, and that's probably my only complaint about it is that it does not stop. You know, the the, the minute I have a seedling of an idea, I, I I'm already like, okay, well, who am I going to put this? with and where am I going to shoot it and how am I going to shoot it and then there's the, I, I'm starting to become more and more, um, I, I'm trying to be better about, you know, shot listing and be, being more and more specific rather than trying to figure it out as I go on set.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure like, you, you know, when you, that way
1: and you get more coverage than you need and then that loses time and sure, I'm trying to be economical with my shots because <sighs> I want more shots.
2: Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, that mean, that makes sense because I would imagine as an actor, you know, you would get in your car. You could just go, OK, well, you know, call it a day and be done. But now I'm sure yeah. it's like, wait a minute, I did this scene outside, but now I feel like I could do it inside and do it better, or, you know, or whatnot. I'm sure you have like a thousand different ideas just going around your head at this point.
1: Well, yeah, there's a lot of second guessing. Um, and then, you know, there's also just you always have to weigh what you want versus what you're asking of the people you've got on set. Like, I mean, I, I don't want to be graphic, but. No, no, shooting we're unedited. Go ahead. Anal scene, OK, if I'm shooting an anal scene, mm-hmm. most of those female performers in that scene didn't eat that day. So if, if there's a shot I want, I have to immediately think, OK, how long can I ask this person not to eat? Like how much time do I have before this person's like mutiny? <laughs>
2: and what is the answer to that though? No, no, that I mean that's a good question. What is the answer to that?
1: You know, everyone's different. Um, everyone's different, and on top of that, like some some women do eat. Um, some are yeah, really you have to feel it out. Um, well, you keep, you know, like you'll you keep you'll see if you watch them. my stuff. I tend to try to avoid those beautiful sun shots with an anal scene because now I've made that that girl go 12 hours without eating that day to get there sure um and then male talent like I had that happen on my on my last shoot actually I I was so impressed (laughs) by this guy I was shooting this new guy named Kyle Mason and um we we were all well he's not new he was here for me I've never shot him before but the the female performer it was a very first professional set and um, you know, just, just the, the things kind of snowball when they get behind, and it was a lot more like explaining and having to, to start and stop just because you know she didn't know how sex works. Fine, she, no know, you know, there's no school for this. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I think I brought him into the sex scene at like two thirty in the afternoon or something. So at two thirty is hard. And then at one point we realized we just can't shoot him because there are so many reflections. We're never going to get this without seeing our sound guy and our camera guy and me. there, There were just way too many reflections. I was too ambitious about this cool reflective scene. Um, so we had to stop and relight and, you know, now we have to change our story to adjust for this huge change because we moved from here to here. And then I'm watching this day go by and I've still got another scene behind it. And like things just are spiraling out of control. It it ended up being 7 PM before, or 8 PM before we finally got to the pop shot in this scene with the stop and go and this and that and up and down the pictures and people have to eat and there's like a whole thing and he did it, but most guys can't do that. Most guys can't be like, all right, I'm hard at two 30 PM. Let's, let's stay this way until eight o'clock at night.
2: <laughs> yeah. I would think like I, every, I would think every guy that comes probably to you, you know, saying, Oh, I can do this. I can do this. I think, I think they can everyone be like
1: everyone thinks they can."
2: Of course, I think, think. they could be really good in 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 bedroom behind the behind closed doors. But when you've got cameras and and what ten fifty, I don't know how many ever people you guys have in the room at the exact yeah. same time and stop start, I bet that makes things a lot a lot well harder. But <laughs>
1: it's, it's not okay. easy. Even, even the easiest days. Most people cannot do the very easiest days. Most people cannot do. Um, so, so yeah, like that's another thing you have to keep, keep in mind when you're trying to do this, like, okay, if I want this, then that means that there's, there's a ticking clock from the time I first asked this, this male performer to, to perform. Um, and and most people, it's not going to be six and a half hours. It's going to be, you know, 45 minutes or an hour tops. So, you know, that, that's something you're thinking about. There have been so many times, and I was like, oh, we'll just get this out of the way. And then, like, at, towards the end, I'm like, oh, shit, we didn't even get sex though <laughs> And that, like, fucked my whole day up. <laughs> Cause, you know, you have to get them together. You can't get them separately. It's easy. You can't expect this guy to, to go and perform to completion and then turn around and get hard again. <laughs>
2: It seems you know like that would be so difficult. I mean, how many times do you have, I mean, I would imagine like the females definitely will come up and ask you, you know, how do I get in the business? But I mean, is is it more women that ask you to get in the business or more men that would ask you to get in the business?
1: You know, uh, it, it's more, it's women who ask me what it's really like. Mm-hmm um like cuz i still do feature dancing so I'll, you know i'll go around the, to different parts of the country and like do an appearance in a strip club or something and you know a lot of the house dancers usually if you're a cam girl or a stripper like it's occurred to you that maybe porn is an option mm-hmm. whether you like that option or not is another story but it's it's occurred to you and so um, i get a lot of a lot of females asking me like, okay, like this is what I hear, but w- what what is it really? Like, what is your day-to-day really? Do you like it really? Is it is it this much money really? Is it, it you know, are, are all these negative things that I hear, are they true? Are they, you know, that, that's so, so women seem to be trying to be pragmatic about, you know, what the industry actually is, whereas men, yeah, men are like, how do you get in? How do you get started?
2: Right. Okay. Okay. Now that you brought that up. Okay. So I've just come to you and I said, look, I'm Terry James. I want to get into porn. What is an average day like? What would you tell me?
1: For for a guy, I mean, again, it, it's, it's the same like when you ask, you know, how much time I give to a woman who's doing an anal scene. It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have, if I have, for example, Marcus Dupree on set, I am going to get as much... Perfect story as I can out of him, knowing I'm going to get an explosive sex scene regardless. Like, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about, you know, he loses his energy after lunch or, you know, whatever. I I don't worry. So, with Marcus, I will push and I will get as much as I can because not only is he phenomenal as a character, but he's going to give me an explosive scene. Whereas there are guys who I have to, I, I feel like I'm wearing like, like, like they're bubble wrapped, and I'm very delicately handling every situation, sure. um, because I know that they're more prone to have issues if. <laughs> You know, if if the wind blows the wrong way, you know, it could be that I put them in a situation where they they suddenly feel less confident either because, you know, I asked them to play this character and they feel like they look stupid or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, It could just be, you know, I have one too many crew members in the room. you know, the the temperature dipped because you know sometimes LA goes down to seventy two degrees. Like it could be anything. Sure. Um, so you have to. I, I feel like the best thing you can do as a director is truly know your talent, and and, and set up the situation for them that will allow them to succeed. Because it, it's not it, it's not. It's not like we're trying to get to mainstream and we're doing the same exact thing and we're just lagging behind. We are making a different product. You know, in, in mainstream they're like think or swim, you know, the best will rise to the top. But True. but here the the best is not acting or ambition. The best is sexual performance. Um, so you have to you have to give room for that performance to, to succeed and everything else is secondary you don't have a product.
0: So I got a question question for you here. So you mentioned the cam girls and the Internet. We've had this conversation in the past with some other people, and I'd like to get your point of view. How much has that damaged the industry as far as taking away from people who are in the professional industry as far as maybe amateur people at home and and the, the Internet and how that's kind of boomed the market? Do you feel like it's basically just made the porn industry, the adult industry have to up their game? To make a better product,
1: you know what what I hear from people who have worked in strip clubs for a long time, namely like managers and, and club owners and, and you know such, I, I hear that the cam girls have affected more the strip clubs because mm-hmm. the interactions, you know, it's that one on one developer relationship, or at least you know for for this set period of time, have an interaction. Um, I don't, I cannot tell you. I really couldn't tell you how camming has affected the video industry. I know the availability of other free videos has affected the video industry. Um, but I, I, I don't know that the, the interaction is quite the same. Okay. Um, I, I'm sure there are people who turned to porn in the past who find camming to be a more fulfilling experience for them. Um, and so I'm sure that industry has taken those people. But in terms of people who always liked the video aspect, I don't believe that the camming thing, you know, if, if what they like is that, you know, high energy, hardcore text between multiple performers, they, that mm-hmm. the cam girls generally are not offering that. So I, I don't know, but I, I do know that just having the same exact product available for free <laughs> is hurting. It us.
0: Hurt. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That, well, you're not the only industry it's, it's hurt. Software companies, it's hurt mainstream Hollywood because you know there's people out there that are just kind of scamming movies off, you know, online. I'm sure there's yeah. as they take the sites down, they come right back up. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's hmm. the thing. It's, it's you know, you just move outside of the jurisdiction. What are you going to do?
0: Do you see your, Do you see yourself doing moving out of the industry at some point? Maybe doing independent stuff. Yourself or do, trying to get like
1: independent writing. films. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I would greatly enjoy making an independent film. I think I really would. Um, I, I in terms of like me moving outside of the industry, I, I I don't think it's. I wouldn't say that it's a goal to to get to a point and move away from adult. It's more that it's a goal to you know, no vegetables yeah. and go on walks. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Well,
0: yeah, I don't mean it in a way where oh I can't wait to get out of here when I finally get my opportunity. I mean it's more of a just expanding your horizons and adding more to your right to your arsenal to be able to do some I, I other things. I would
1: love to make at least one independent film in my lifetime. I, I would really, really like that. The same way I would like to have one book that I finish and actually mm. release in my lifetime. <laughs>
2: And if you had an independent film that you did, what would you do? Like a comedy or a horror movie or What's your drama? I,
1: I really like um, uh, was it Lady, Lady Bird, uh, that, that one that was based in Sacramento. I really like the, the sort of mm-hmm. feel of that. I feel like if I were going to make something, I would make something with that sort of, I don't know, pacing. and That's kind of my, my yeah. thing. I, I would give it a little more of a, a dark... A dark twist, but right. I, I like that that look and feel. Of yeah, I, that... mean, I, I don't think I'm, I'm cut out for for comedy. <laughs> uh, I, I've done I've done little things like I, do, I used to do porn soup and stuff, but mm-hmm. like the, the things I really want to write about are not funny.
2: So. <laughs> you seem very serious. I mean, it seems like you have, when you're saying something, you're already thinking about the very next thing you're about to say, and then you say it, and then you're already thinking about the very next thing. Maybe <laughs> that's the, you know, maybe that's just the way you're wired. Maybe now that's the, now that you got the, the director's cap on, I don't know, but it just seems like you're very serious about everything. Oh, so
0: yeah, maybe that's
1: force why. Restart. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, I could tell by just talking to you, you have a very, You've got a very professional attitude, and you mm-hmm. take this very seriously, and and that's a good thing. Uh, obviously, when you do that, you produce a better product. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, you, you have to. I mean, I – you know, actually, I, I would say the person who really taught me to face it and own it was, was Greg Lansky because when I had trench coat, you know, it kind of just – if you – pay attention to the content the way I released it. it's like one day it's gaming porn and then the next day it's kink and fetish and then it's like feminist happy sunlit everyone's walking on sunshine porn like I was all over the place and it was just like a grab bag of whatever I felt like doing and in the back of my mind I was always thinking I can fail who is go- who is it going to upset it's just me Um, and then when I came to, to work with Greg he I was still kind of making jokes about, Oh, it's just porn. And he just shut it down. And he's like, it's not, <laughs> right. it's not. And that is the reason that we are here and everyone else is back there. It's it's not, you cannot treat it like it. it's less than anyone else taking their career seriously. You cannot. And it, it was really a wake up call because it, it, it's true. Like, it's true that the minute you give yourself room to shrug it off and not take it seriously, you will shrug it off and not take it seriously because it's easier in times when things get very, very complicated.
2: Well, I would imagine that you guys are, are just grossly, I, I don't know, judged. I hate to say it that way, but I mean, I, I feel oh, like sure. that there's a lot of major misconceptions um, that that the people have of whether or not it's acting or directing. What what do you feel? I mean, do you feel like when people are talking to you that they just think that like all porn girls are like you know on drugs or or you know just goofy it's and, all and the same can't be, you know what I mean? I mean I feel like I feel like you guys just get very typecast and just n- no one thinks that you can not you know like like the scripts are well I can't read this script I don't know what what am I supposed to do okay. I'm just you know I mean do you feel like you get a lot
1: of those misconceptions? I feel like there's been a change. Um, Mm -hmm. When I came in, it was definitely, like I got to the point where I was offended when people would say I was articulate just because the implication is that no one is articulate if they do this. And therefore, if they can speak, that makes them
2: articulate. (laughs) Right.
1: And that's not, that's not the same as being articulate, but it was such a, it became such an insult to be called articulate. Um, Just because I knew what the expectation was and the bar was so low that if, you know, if I just came out with a clean sentence, I jumped the bar. It was just ridiculous. Um, And then there was a, a misconception that, you know, no one could read and there's a bunch of bimbos and, No one can act in this man. I feel like it's changed now to people accepting that that sex workers have, you know, lives outside of what they're seeing on screen, and obviously interests, abilities, and so on and so forth. And it's changed from they're all dumb to well, they're all people, but they're still wrong. (laughs) So. Which is an improvement <laughs> to me because <laughs> we were wrong back then when we were stupid. But at least now there's room that maybe we're not stupid, but we're still wrong. <laughs> so, it's, you know, we're just we're working our way up to, to just being humans with other humans. But, um, it actually
2: was one of the things that, that drew us to really want to, have, to, to sit down and have this interview with you because actually I was watching an interview uh, that you and Manuel did. Uh, with ABC News, so 2020, it was back. I think it was mm-hmm. back, what 2016 or whatnot. Just the way you two vibed and the way y'all were talking just made me. Literally, I said I have to get her on the show
1: because oh, there well, was this. Was
2: so I, I know, it. and it was a long time. <laughs> it was a long time ago, <laughs> but what what I found it was so funny because as I was watching it and the way the times have changed from then to now, there was this yeah. point where uh, Manuel said that he found it difficult to watch you work. And that's, I guess that point where you agreed to stop having sex with men on camera. And then I think the woman was on there saying, even though you were making more money, you know, and it, I think that that was like, and, and it was just like, okay, so from 2016 to 2019, maybe that part hasn't changed. But then she came back and said, even though Manuel will continue to have sex with women, on film. And then I thought, okay, so now we're at this point where we have the me too. We have all these, all these crazy, you know, uh, movements going on every, every day there's a different movement and don't get me wrong. 99.9% of them are fantastic. But I just wonder now if, you know, certain women were watching this or maybe even back then, you know, did you get some kickback from your friends or your family or the people in the business who were like, Hey, wait a minute, why do you have to stop and he gets to keep doing it?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, he, he got most of the kickback. Um, mm-hmm. he, <laughs> he's the one with the seemingly contradictory um, stances <laughs> on everything. Um, I, I don't get it as much. I, I still I still see it on social media a great deal. Um, usually mm-hmm. fans uh, who are men who want me to perform in videos mm-hmm. uh, it, will immediately go to, you can't perform because men won't let you. Oh, um,
2: wow. OK.
1: And it's not that simple. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't quite remember how it was presented in that interview, but it wasn't just a black and white issue where, he, you know, he and I were both performers and he was going to keep doing it. And I was going to stop because he said so. That, that, that is not the way.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, I, I had a contract uh, with Digital Playground. Digital Playground was purchased by MindGeek, the owner of Pornhub and browsers, and all these other companies. And there was a huge shakeup in the industry. And on top of that, you know, Manuel and I were talking about wanting to settle down and, and kind of create this life together. And it was this thing where the the the, the work environment changed when my contract was sold to the new company. Um, the few people that I really enjoyed working with, by one means or another, were being kind of picked off. You know, they were retiring. They were moving to other parts of the like out of the country. Um, and I felt like what was being made was not even anything I wanted to be in mm-hmm. on top of that. so So I was working towards that on my own. And then when Manuel said, oh, and also, I don't even like you doing it... <laughs> It it just went that way because it
2: just did. I, yeah. I had a
1: real good run. Um, I was I knew going forward I was not going to enjoy it nearly as much as I had in the past. Um, and when that happens, you tend to start resenting the industry or not performing as well, or you know fans pick it up pick up on it in. The, you know, they're watching the performance. They can tell. It's just nothing good comes from it.
2: Mm-hmm. Nothing right. good. Well, Sometimes
1: I mean, you're like, yeah, I don't like it as much. Nothing good comes <laughs> from you continuing. It's just nothing. It's just,
2: and I honestly, the 2020 interview it. did not come off like that at all. I mean, it was, well, I'm just a jealous guy, which made it seem like he's jealous. He's told you to stop. And well, you know what? Oh, well, whatever you say, man. Well, I mean, that's kind of the way that they presented that. And I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're kind of putting it out there to everyone, you know, saying, no, that's not the way that it, that it was the way it was at all. But 2020 didn't really make it sound like that at all. It made it just sound like, well, he's just a jealous man. Well, their job, and,
0: their, job yeah. is to, their job is to create some friction there so they can make their and they TV. did <laughs> yeah
1: i mean I, i'm god i wish i could remember more clearly that's probably true i mean the, the whole thing was about our relationships that so we wouldn't have even correct probably gone yeah but the, the other thing that came out of that let's not forget i had a really good career for a mm-hmm. very long time mm-hmm. and then i stopped And then I basically lived every day next to a very successful director in the industry on top of the most successful performer in the state and then turned around and came out with a whole new career as a director because of it.
2: Right. You get married, have a child. child, So, yeah, there's no complaints (laughs) on your end.
1: (laughs) <laughs> there are no complaints. I mean, sometimes, yes, you make a decision. I, I am glad I quit while I was ahead because mm-hmm. the last thing I want to do is, is quit because the industry has quit me. Um, I'm very happy with where I've landed and I definitely would not undo it. And I know that it's easy to, to boil it down to, oh, he said you should quit. And I said, okay, baby, that's, that's way more simple than it actually is. And where I landed is, I I think, even better than probably where I had aimed to land. So I'm, I'm great with it. And if other people aren't, that's that's unfortunate. But it's, It, you know, it really, really is, good. because, <laughs> you know, like a
2: lot of the things when when we ask people, hey, do you have any questions or comments like three quarters of the comments are just like, tell her to do a DP scene like you, you don't have anything better than that. Yeah, I mean, you you've got to have a better question than that one. You know, I mean, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, yeah, that's, not, that's
0: the run of the mill um, kind of. And I'm not going to we're not going to do it. Yeah. Well, I, why would I ask that? You can get that. <laughs> you, we can listen to that stuff at any other place where we try to make it more about something else. And like I like what you were saying to me, just you're leaving out of that part of your career. You're letting that part of your career. Go because you've decided to go, not because you were being forced out. It was just you felt it was time, so you made the decision, and I think that's that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, enough people, I don't think enough people out there do that. They kind of hang on. It's like it's like anything, like a TV show that keeps going season after season, and people stop watching because they know there's what else. What else is there? You know, you've already run it around. Right. It's like you got to know when to call it quits. So. And and you've moved to the next stage of your career. You've taken it to the next level. You're directing. You you're. You said yourself. You're writing books. And the book thing. I. I. I you said you kind of let. You've. You said you've done three books that you've done away with. You haven't published it. You haven't published them out there.
1: Yeah, I'm just throwing them away. What type of books uh, yeah. are they now? There. I mean, I, I tend to go towards this sort of. I don't want to call it a memoir because I just don't like that idea, but it, it, it's a sort of, um, not even fictionalized, I guess I, I go to these accounts that are based on experiences I've had, but I, I tend to go into like pieces of the story that I really want to turn over rather than this just sort of narrative. This is my life. It's more like giving the new names and faces to, to characters and Removing myself a little bit and then turning over what I think matters, which is universal about it. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what you would call it, but I did. Uh, I did one that. I mean, God, it was a hundred and ten thousand words. I just tossed it. Oh. Did another one. <laughs> I just couldn't, I, I kept bringing it up to like 75,000 words, deleting 25,000, delete 25,000, 75 and I did that so many times I've probably written 300,000 words on that paper um, I can't crack it uh, I
2: can't
1: <laughs> um, and then I've got one that actually I do like, but it's a book of short stories and no one wants a fucking book of short stories so.
2: <laughs> I like the memoir idea I mean I really do like that
1: I, I think I, I think I'm one of the things that I really like about directing is it forces me to learn how to to really, like, truly kill my darlings for stories. Because, like, with writing, there's no cost to say, oh, and then there's a helicopter and explosions. Right. <laughs> there's no there's no cost to wander with your story for no reason, um, aside from the cost of your story suffering, whereas in directing I am constantly having to make concessions. I'm constantly like, what What matters here? What is the one thing that matters? Because I can't get anything else right now, and it very frequently comes down to a look that ends with a blank. But that's fine.
2: <laughs> so, like, okay. So, I guess I would, in the current state of the industry right now, would you if your daughter was old enough? And I know she's not, but if she was old enough and she wanted to get into the industry would that be a hard? Absolutely not. Or would you actually let her get into the business?
1: I, I mean, first of all, if she's old enough, it's not my choice. Right. Um, right. No matter well, I let her, or don't let her.
2: You know what I mean. Also, I mean? Maybe. Not. Yeah. I mean,
1: this, this industry at the time she is old enough is going to be unrecognizable from what it is right this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, right this moment, it's, in some ways the industry is better than it's ever been Um, and in some ways like I I don't personally feel like I would have succeeded if I started this industry now at 21 I I don't think I would succeed Um, I I think I was way better cut out for the old one Um, and there are women who are way better cut out for this new one and they are killing it I, I I I don't know. It, it's it's a there, there's a lot more upside, but there's a lot more. You have to have way more agency. I mean, it used to be. I, I remember when I came in. Like, I was a I was an item. I was a product or a widget or whatever you would call it. As a vivid girl, without it didn't matter. Like I, I was interchangeable. Um, they they kind of just put some pictures with a name, but even that was interchangeable the idea of Vivid Girl didn't really matter who or what you were as long as you fit this certain idea of you know sexualized woman or whatever it was mm-hmm. whereas now you for, for one you're working 24-7 um, you're constantly on you're literally managing an entire brand on your own nonstop. Uh, there's a lot more get up and go to it than you needed back in the day Uh, and you have to have your finger on the pulse in a way that definitely I never did and never will have. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, it's going to come back to my answer for everything. It's a case by case thing. And I, I couldn't, I, I would have to spend a lot of time in front of an individual in, before I could even kind of guess as to whether they'll succeed or not. I feel like I can tell which performers are going to succeed when I first shoot them. Um, but by then they've already made the decision to get in. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So if you if you were attending your uh, child's career day at this point, how do you and they go, oh, hey, mom, come on in and tell us what you do. Are you do you just say I'm a director? Do they even do you even need to get deep into that? I mean, would you be I, I dare say brazen enough because some people just it's, it's still such a you, you, you know what I mean? People just look at this yeah. and say, you know, and for me. I don't care at all. Zach doesn't well, care, listen, you know, well, but listen. you still have a lot of people that that just go Mm. oh but that's mm.
0: that's the whole thing of what she's been saying the whole time she's a director
2: right, All right. The things yeah. that yeah do you just say about, hey i'm a movie director and just leave it at that i would imagine that's no, what i would
1: do i actually don't even say movie director i say i'm a writer because i'm a it's very okay. anonymous uh yeah. it's not untrue uh, i can talk a lot about it to a great extent without i mean cause it's not untrue i i'm at the end of the day i'm a writer mm-hmm. um but also it, it's just not fair to put that on her to deal with yeah. if there are people who have a problem with it, it it's not about me it's about her mm-hmm. so no i do not bring it up and i do not have any like i i don't feel like it would be more liberating to bring it up because it's again if it were me walking into some situation with fellow adults it's a totally different game and I, I i have no shame about what i do mm-hmm. but you know when, when we're talking about yeah, she, she's going to carry that if the, if the wrong little mean child gets a hold of it and turns it the wrong way. Like that's, that's not fair to her. I would never do that to her, and I yeah. will. I will do my best to help her avoid that.
2: Well, it's amazing because everyone sits and and talks negative about it, but yet, and I'm only speaking for myself. I'm not going to speak for Zach, but for myself. When people say, "Hey, I, I you know I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day, and it was I don't know whether take your pick, Jesse Jane, Chloe, Moore you know whoever it might have been." It's never, and we we interview celebrities. We have two different podcasts that we do. One we do celebrities. One we do an after dark where it's specifically, you know, after dark. And no one ever says, "Oh, I listened to your Fran Drescher interview." Or I, it's always, I, "I listened to the Brie Olson interview." You know, it, right? But yet, these are the same people that would be saying you know oh well you know my wife doesn't like me doing that or you know so and so doesn't you know if I got caught looking at this or I it's such a it's so sad but yet everybody's everybody's doing it everybody knows that everyone's doing it but they just don't want to say it out loud
0: it's more of a repressed and repressed it really is
2: yeah (sighs) it
0: always has been so but no I so we're I you know from everything you were saying you're a writer um so when when do you think we're going to see a book? Do you think that's in the in the near future, or are you still trying to hash out what you want it to be? Get I, I
1: think on the other end of this this particular directing pace, mm-hmm. um, right now, like I'm I'm lucky if I get a load of laundry done because I'm <laughs> I'm so like it it just never stops. Okay. Um, yes. And we're we about to to launch. The new brand. Now that I've I've partnered with Greg Lansky, uh, we're we're launching a new brand. Um, it's you know it's just go 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 go, and I am trying as hard as I possibly can to maintain a, a certain quality and that certain attention, and and on top of that to grow and improve. And I can't stop, and nothing takes more time than writing. Because if if you let me sit down and write, like I will spend an hour making a choice between ending on like a you know, a dental stop or not. Like I like it's very particular. <laughs> so no, there there if something's gonna come out from me as a book, it, it's gonna be on the other side of uh, this particular run. Um you know, I, I, let's say we get the brand to a point where it's more sustainable, and I can I can step back and just do select projects instead of every single one constantly. Then maybe there's room. Um, I, I've had I've had blitzes. Uh, I, I guess I should say I've written four books. <laughs> I've had blitzes where I. I am so inspired by something that I just go straight through. For example, I'm sitting on a manuscript that's like 35,000 words. not a long book, but definitely there are shorter books than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wrote it in four days. And honestly, if I sat down with it for a week to polish it, it would be done. It was just done. But it's also not something I want to lead with as a first book. It's just a sort of... I think it would be a very interesting read, but it's not a first book. So... Um, yeah. yeah, unless unless one of those hits me and I'm like, ah, oh, there's my first book. Then now it's not going to happen <laughs> not mm-hmm. right now.
0: <sighs> Sounds like you just need to wait for that epiphany for the one that right. comes along.
1: <laughs> well, I, I honestly, I really believe that that this this sort of boot camp that is the constant directing is going to make me the writer that I wanted to be back when I was throwing away those other books. So that that's my biggest problem is I, I will. I will just sit there and like navel gaze on these damn sentences, <laughs> and uh, they don't need the story. I just think they're pretty, and that's the worst thing you can do. Everyone, everyone who writes knows that <laughs> the worst thing you can do is save a sentence because you like it. Um, so, I, I think this this directing thing is going to really teach me to to be economical about what I'm saying and why. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I, I, I feel like, Zach, that all we've done is just ask her all these serious questions. You know, it's just like it's been one serious question after another serious question. So, you know what? Uh, we're going to wrap the interview up here with a couple of just quirky little questions for you. Feel all free right. to just, you know, you can spit it one word or you can make five minutes. Totally up to you. All right. We're, we'll all we'll, right. St- we'll we'll stop making you rack your head with everything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. What's your biggest pet peeve?
1: Um, God, my biggest pet peeve is when people continue to explain something really stupid. <laughs> but obviously like everyone in the room understands and they keep going and they don't <laughs> I will I will I will be as rude as I can possibly be to shut that down if I have to <laughs> okay.
2: You know now everything has like ice makers but do you remember the days where there wasn't ice makers and you had to actually you know fill the ice trays up that was my biggest pet peeve at one point right there I would get in there to right. get ice and nobody in the world could ever fill the damn ice tray up Oh, I was so that furious. Was your, that's, that's your pet peeve? It was. I mean, that was, what, 15 years ago when when there was no such thing as ice makers. I, mean, I don't she, know now.
0: For some reason, when she said that, the first thing that came to my mind was um, Disney, because obviously I'd just been there, but Disney World. Mm-hmm. You tell somebody you've been to Disney World and they start telling you about Disney World as though you've never been there.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's so true. And they start telling you all about the fast passes. I'm like, I was just there. I yeah, know. <laughs> I know. I was there.
2: Yeah, but Cinderella's castle. I know. I was, I was just, just there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it kind
0: of felt like that in the same respect. But, yeah, it's people will just feel like they just have to tell you their version no matter what. Like, you don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. So, OK,
2: favorite movie.
1: My favorite movie, you know, or one I've of watched favorites. the most, um, is Natural Born Killers. I mm. really love that one,
2: Tarantino, one of Tarantino's, but yes, absolutely, that's a great now. movie. It's dark, that is, yeah, dark. it is dark, but it's great. But because Harrelson's actually, just I had to great watch in everything it for
1: college. I, mm. I was, um, I was taking an abnormal psychology class and I had to do a paper on it because it was they wanted me to break down like how, how it was correct in terms of like. Uh, the pathological behavior and where it was just you know movie value (laughs) so I watched that fucker like 15 times I just don't (laughs) love it
2: it is a great movie you're not lying I love it alright let's see alright what's the one food we will never catch you eating
1: macaroons
2: yeah yeah I could see it what about you Zach
0: Wow. I like coconut isn't that what macaroons are Coconut?
2: I don't know.
1: Coconut?
2: Is that what my friends mac- are,
1: are all kinds of flavors. They're those oh, like okay. light little French cookies. Oh like,
0: yeah, it's those brittle dry kinda
1: of crumble and they have that little cream filling thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that just
2: doesn't even try. sound good. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't Ew. yeah. I don't like those. I don't like I don't like drier hard cookies anyway, so um, Yeah. But you're not wrong on the coconut. No. Mm. no I don't like mm. the consistency. But no, yeah. What's what's your oh. go-to junk food? Uh, fast Ooh. food.
1: My go-to junk food. Yeah, um, I, I'm a sugar fiend. I, I like ice cream. I love ice cream.
2: That's it's hard not to. I mean, especially <laughs> I like out in California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, where would where would your perfect vacation be?
1: You know what I'm trying to get to right now is. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, uh, Yellowstone. I really want to go. Out to. Yellowstone. Oh yeah. Well, that's
2: not far from you at all. Oh, people.
1: It's not, it's, but again, it's like, I can't, I can't find a break to do a load of laundry, a, but I, I really want to get out to Yellowstone for like a long time. Not just, Hey, I thought and took a picture, but like a couple of weeks, just oh, yeah. that's it. It
2: does look beautiful there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a great area. But you know, from what I hear, I, I've, I've got, I know some people that have been out there It say it's actually, it's pretty nice. Um, I've always wanted to see Mount Rushmore, but I'm kind of stuck in that. What else is around there <laughs> after right. seeing it? You, you looked at the, you stare at the, you stare at the 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 statues for a little bit up on the on the mountain, but after that, what now? You know, I feel
2: like <laughs> I feel like yeah. if I went to Mount Rushmore, it would be just like that Chevy Chase scene in in National Lampoon's Vacation, where he goes to the Grand Canyon
1: and so he's just kind of yeah. sitting
2: there like, mm-hmm, 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 let's go. Yeah, yeah that's what the, that's the right way sure I feel like I would be with Rushmore. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to let you go on this question right here, Caden. This is a big one now, okay. so make make you all think. Right. You might we might get hate mail after this one. Are you ready?
1: Oh no! Okay, okay.
2: Cake or pie?
1: Okay. Here's the thing. It it, <laughs> it all comes down to how it was executed. Mm-hmm. Like, the wrong like pie done not well is just. Ugh especially the crust it's all in the crust Mm -hmm. cake I feel like there's a little more leeway but I don't know that I've ever had a piece of the best cake that was better than a piece of the best pie
2: I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, I, I agree right. 100%.
0: See, I thought she was going, it's it's how it's eaten or it's executed. So I'll take cake and ice cream, and then I'll smash it all together. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of like Cold Stone Creamery. I don't know if you've ever eaten there. but
1: Oh, I love Cold Stone Creamery. That, yes. That's just – that's I, it's not even like a safe place for me. I can't go there. <laughs>
2: all right. Caden, you got anything? Uh, Twitter, Twitter? Uh, Let's see, websites, all that. Do you have anything that you would like to uh, throw out there for everyone?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I've been on Twitter for for like most of my adult life now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, My Twitter handle is Caden underscore Cross. I'm on Instagram at Club Caden. Uh, The URL for my brand is trenchcoatx.com, but very soon you're going to see a a very cool brand coming out in its place, so (laughs) keep an eye out for it.
0: Well, you send us that link, and then we'll add it to our page. Of uh, your interview, so yeah, we'll add some of the other links on there too. But yeah, absolutely. We uh,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank you for your time. Uh, You're you're amazing. And congratulations once again on your Director of the Year award. You obviously deserve it. Like I said, you're, you're 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 directing. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Thank I just, you. Thank it, you. It, it really is. It's something special and keep it up. And I hope you get that book uh, wrote. And I want a, an advanced copy of it.
0: Yeah. All right. I, look forward you got to it. It. <laughs> I do it. You got it.
2: <laughs> thank you. All right. Caden, thank you nice. so much. Thank you and have a great night. She was nice. I liked her. Yes. Oh, she's like, you know, what well, you know when you're talking to her, you know? Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, I wanted I almost. Almost felt a little intimidated.
0: Yeah, at times. I know, I know, I know. I kept wanting to say something, but I was like, "That doesn't sound very intelligent." Don't say that.
2: Yeah, no, I, I know like, she was like, "Oh well, this is well," just, and this, and I'm like, and I'm like, "Okay, everything the, is good." Well, I'm, a, I'm a big dummy. She was,
0: when she mentioned that part about that she's very articulate, you know, I understand mm-hmm. what she meant by that. I mean. Mm-hmm people just assume because she was in the adult industry that she can't be smart or can't say anything right. smarter. I was actually kind of taken aback because I,
2: I didn't know what to say because I didn't want to sound stupid. <laughs> I know, I know. And that's why I think that I, that I was actually trying, I had a lot of, I had a few questions that I was already ahead of time mm-hmm. that I did get a chance to ask her. But a lot of it was just things that, as she was talking, you know, there was other questions that was just coming off of that because she she just she almost kinda demands the room. I mean, you can you can see it. I mean when she's talking, you're just like, I just want to shut up and listen to her talk. Yeah, she I'm was at,
0: you know, she was really nice. I, appreci- she I appreciate she was the fact that she got on and, and talked to us for a while, but you know, I I can see somebody like that really cares for the craft. You know, mm-hmm. she says she's a writer and obviously all the different things she's talking about, you know, worrying about people eating and you know, I wanted to ask her about that, by the way. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. They don't eat. Now, I'm wondering, is it because they're trying to look good? They don't want to look bloated while they're on
2: camera? Like when they're about to do an anal scene? Any scene. I don't know. Well, You're saying. Well, anal she was scene, specifically really... talking about an anal scene and you could uh, kind of understand why should, they don't want to eat there. Honestly, I don't know. I'm not really uh-huh. into that uh-huh. myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, nor am I. But I mean, well, you know, I, yeah, maybe it's... that's a conversation for another podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but... I don't know. It's not really my thing <laughs> 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 it's 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 not mine either you know but it is it's man i'm gonna tell you that a lot of and i know you saw it man everything coming through twitter was just talking about yeah, dps and drives, anal scenes and
0: what drives me uh, crazy is the it's just like the weird oh ask her if she's gonna do any more of this or any more of that And i mean if she was going to do it, you would have saw it on the video, right? You would think. I mean, it isn't how much is enough, though, by the way? Like mm-hmm. she said, she doesn't do any more sex scenes with men. Mm-hmm. So isn't there enough to look at? You have to keep seeing more and more and more. That's my problem with the whole porn is there's so much out there now. It's like you mm-hmm. couldn't watch all the porn. You mm-hmm. know, you'd basically jerk yourself into oblivion, right? <laughs> <laughs> you so, could. Honestly, I... I think that's part of the problem now, though. It's too readily available out there for just kids. And I, you know. And I know it's hurt the industry. It's had to hurt the industry. It's it like any to. industry. Think about the Hollywood is talks about the same thing. The fact the pirating of videos online has hurt the industry. But I I think them not moving and adapting to the online business has hurt the industry as well. I think they've done it to themselves as well. I think Porn has always been kind of a leader. They've always embraced technology in different versions and fashions. You know whether it be like you know, uh, I'm not going to say 3D. What's the one with the goggles? VR. I know. They, yeah, VR. They mm-hmm. went to DVD before a lot of movies did, or they were did some online stuff before a lot of movies did. They've kind of embraced technology. They've always been kind of like the leader in certain respects. Uh, so I've always been kind of fascinated with the business side of that kind of stuff. But I don't know. That's my personal take on it.
2: No, no, and you're not wrong. You, you, you're not wrong at all. I mean, but I remember, you know, like I feel at this point right now kids like you said everything is so right there I mean you can you can look it up there's what a bajillion different you know porn sites out there but when we were growing up if you were lucky to see a playboy or maybe a Cinemax movie at a you know at yeah, 11 so o'clock at night when I, when I
0: was a kid that, when I was a kid me and my buddy were walking around in the woods and we found a stash and mm-hmm. we thought it was the most exciting thing ever because that was the only way you were going to see it Yes.
2: Yeah. So. You know, when I, I, I was actually canoeing and found like, and it wasn't oh, all the, here's the crazy part though. It wasn't a playboy. It was like a, you know, like a hustler or one of them. So like the very first time I ever saw anything like that I didn't I didn't just get that real you know (laughs) gracious beautiful money shot that that playboy would do I got the one that was like all up in your face and you know you saw the lips and everything I'm just sitting there like what am I looking at
0: (laughs) I I remember um I worked at a magazine shop when I was younger, twenty years old, I think, and they put all the adult magazines in front of the register because they didn't want little kids going in there looking at the stuff. But some of the some of the people that would go in there and buy it, they would literally just stare. At, for like an hour going through all the different... I'm like... And there were some people who would buy stacks. And wow. Yeah, I know. So, uh, by the way, that place is shut down. <laughs> <They're
2: out of laughs> Shocker. Yeah. And it was always men, I would imagine, right? It had to be like 99.9% yeah, well, of men, course, right? Of course.
0: Every, you'd be surprised. There were some women, too. Um, but... Uh, I think online businesses killed that. You know, I oh, made, definitely. Yeah, I, I made. You know, you don't see a lot of mag. There are still magazines out there, and some good ones too. I still like to. I got a Kindle. Uh, I actually have a couple Kindles, but for some reason, I never, I never use them. I just think it that tactile feel of a real book. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about a magazine for you know, like adult magazines. I'm talking about just regular books. I mean, there's something about reading a regular book and not having an electronic form.
2: There was something about, like, getting a magazine and it being sticky when you were finished. Is that what you're trying to say? Nah. Nah. I
0: don't know what you're talking about. I never did that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Caden Cross, and you're going to find her links on our website because you're going to go there and you're going to subscribe to everything, even if you don't listen to podcasts. I don't know if somebody told you about this or we accidentally got on our website which was the statementshow.com mm-hmm. you can hit up all of our links oh uh, you know uh J- Terry I, I noticed that uh, Twitter wasn't on there
2: yeah I don't know what was going on with that that was it was really weird it was like it was pulling up some crazy URL thing but I believe I've got that straight now and I well, think we're good
0: if you go to com, you can find the iTunes link, the Stitcher link, mm. the Instagram link. Uh, I don't believe we have a Facebook link on there, so we'll have to work on that one. But you can find us on Facebook, too, and you can hit me up. You can hit, you can hit Terry up on uh, Instagram and Twitter. He kind of pretty much manages that stuff. He does a very good job mm. of that, by the way. Thank and, you. And uh, we're working on some new guests. I had a good time with this one, even though I didn't get a lot out. Uh, but I really enjoyed listening to her. She she was kind of mesmerizing. So She was. That was the statement show for Zach and Terry, and the lights are out.
2: See ya.
1: Hi guys, this is Caden Cross, and you're listening to the statement show. Sorry, I messed up. Let me try again.
2: You you were on the set, and you were actually laying down on the bench, and it was basically saying Hi, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that picket. it looked oh, like yeah. I think you had like a caption over there of like, obviously we know how to lay on a bench. <laughs> we got Caden <Kate laughs> Cross on, and we're talking about weather and
0: traffic.
1: Uh, My Twitter handle is Kaden underscore Cross. I'm on Instagram at Club Kaden. The URL for my brand is TrenchcoatX.com, but very soon you're going to see a very cool brand coming out in its place. So keep an eye out for it.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Statement Show. If you'd like to support the show or beyond the show, you can contact us at, at gmail.com or go to our website at www.thestatementshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Statement Show, subscribe to us at iTunes, The Statement, or you could go to our YouTube channel, The Statement Show. I'm Zach Chahey, and the lights are out.